you know, for me, it's it's about helping as many people as possible. You know, it's about getting the text, hey, Rob, I just got to the big leagues today. Thanks for everything you do. Welcome to Training Room Talk, powered by Precision Performance Physical Therapy. Here we will discuss all things related to physical preparation, including rehab, performance, and education. All right. Hey, guys, welcome back to Training Room Talk powered by Precision Performance Physical Therapy. I'm here with Rob Rabina. Rabina, right? Rabina. What's up, everyone? How are we doing today? Um, and we're going to do this is, again, like kind of the meet the therapist here. It's meet the strength conditioning coach. That's would that correct. Be, that, I am that not be a physical therapist. All right. Don't claim to be. Right. Don't want to be. No, uh, no, no <laughs> none taken whatsoever. Um, so yeah, now we're going to meet Rob, the strength conditioning coach. So we, for those of you who don't know out there, uh, precision performance, at least this location is run out of the Maple Zone Sports Institute, which is kind of a baseball centric, um, strength conditioning facility. If you were to walk in, you would see a turf kind of field, um, an upper level that has a bunch of strength conditioning equipment, full gym type stuff, turf, sleds, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where Precision Performance PT is within. Um, and obviously MSI needs someone to run things and to coach folks. And so that's what Rob's role here is. But I'll let him kind of tell you guys a little bit more about himself in general and then what your kind of what your role is at MSI. Yeah. What do you do? So I guess my title is director of sports performance, but you know, that's a fancy title that is pretty much broken down into helping people reach their goals. I think that's pretty much what I try to do on a day to day basis is, you know, an athlete comes in with initial goals of from across the board of trying to throw harder, uh, hit the ball further, uh, gain weight, get stronger. So we have to, you know, first identify the goals and, and identify a baseline. So the first thing we do is just an initial assessment. And after the assessment, uh, we'll design a customized program for that person. And they train in a semi-private atmosphere with other athletes of all ages, from youth to high school, college, and pro level. So that's kind of the main clientele that we're seeing. Um, My roles are obviously to run the gym, make sure the operations of the gym are running smoothly, make sure the logistics are running smoothly. Um, and make sure people are getting results. That's really the end of the game is get people better. So I would say that's my main roles here are to help people with their sport and fitness goals in the gym, uh, make sure everyone's having a good time, and, and uh, help people get better at their sport. So you guys have – when you walk in, you would typically see a group of people up there at any point. If you were to come in yep. at 6 p.m., right, you would see right. a group of folks up there, yep. um, much of whom seem to – know each other because they may be on the same team. Mm-hmm. Um, but then do you guys have just random stragglers off the street come in and get some training, get some coaching? Can anyone walk in and get coached by you? Uh, yeah, so we'll see all types of athletes from different sports. Um, we don't offer a gym membership at the moment. Well, we used to pre-COVID, um, but just due to be able being able to control someone in the gym, telling them where they can go. Everyone upstairs is on a training program. Um, I would say we do train other sports, volleyball, soccer, basketball. Uh, obviously, mainly seeing a lot of baseball clientele. But for the most part, everyone up there is on a program, and they're, and they're being coached by myself and Steph. Cool. Um, and then so how did, you, how did you end up in that role, or like yeah. what was your background? So I've been here that? for seven years. 
And prior to that, I was a um, head strength conditioning coach at Cabrini College and had another part-time job training some um, ice hockey players. So I had like a couple part-time jobs. Um, and then before that, I interned at Cressy Performance in Boston. Um, so I did like a four, four to 500 hour internship coaching 40 to 50 hours a week for three and a half months. Um, prior to that, I was in grad school. I went to East Strasburg uh, for grad school in uh, strength and conditioning. So it was a one-year program and was able to have GA hours training baseball and softball and did a master's research article, which was actually recently published nice. on the effects of interval training and long distance running on pitching performance. So I was able to get some experience doing research as well as hands-on training experience and then more of the higher level exercise phys classes and biomechanics classes and nutrition classes, things like that. Um, and then before that, I was actually a student at Cabrini for my undergrad, mm -hmm. which was exercise science and did other internships at um, you know, local universities and local kind of private gyms doing all sorts of things from, you know, working the front desk, making smoothies, doing personal training, doing group fitness. You know, I wanted to try it all and see, see what I liked and obviously really enjoy strength conditioning. So, yeah, you know, that was kind of my, um, that's kind of my background, my story of how I got to where I'm at today. So your master's degree was from, where is it? Cabrini? East Stroudsburg. East Stroudsburg. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the master's degree like written on the degree does it say strength conditioning it says exercise science okay i was going to say but like, that's, like that's concentration very, in right. strength conditioning yeah. okay i was going to say that's pretty cool that they actually had like that it's specific track. every class was strength conditioning okay. related like nice. biomechanics biomechanics lab x-phys and then it's like strength conditioning seminar sports nutrition so it's not just like some general like athletic training class where like yeah. i'm not going to use that so yeah so i know like obviously i went to undergrad and studied exercise science like many PTs and none of my ability to coach someone through something comes from my exercise science degree or very minimal I, I guess maybe you know some yeah. yep. some of my knowledge of like cardiorespiratory yep. physiology yep. or whatever which applies probably in every schooling system mm -hmm. to every profession but do you f what was your motivating factor to go after studying exercise science you're in the world to decide that you're gonna do a master's degree. Did you feel like that step was gonna add value to your coaching or what was the thought process? So I was, a I was always a learner. Okay. I like learning stuff. I like learning new information. And um, at the time, a lot of, again, I wanted to be a college strength conditioning coach. And a lot of college strength conditioning coaches' jobs, all the postings, some of the requirements were masters preferred. You would prefer you have a master's degree, mm -hmm. especially if you wanted to be a head strength conditioning coach. So I, you know, I, as you're looking to get a job in the field and you see that's the applications, you know, your current resume doesn't meet the applications, you know, and then that, in addition to my wanting to learn, and then also my addition to maybe getting to teaching, I also mm -hmm. wanted to like maybe do some like part-time adjunct teaching strength conditioning or teaching personal training, you know, teaching some sort of training course and be a college strength coach. That was like kind of like the end goal plan yeah. for me as a as a grad student at the time um you know maybe get into more research and you know that was what i wanted to do at the time yeah um so that was my driving factors was to learn more maybe get into teaching and get a pretty high high level job at a college um mm -hmm. you know so went and got the grad degree and it, it was good like you know looking back at it like i don't think you need a grad degree if you want to be a strength and strength coach it's definitely not something that's required especially if you want to work in the private setting. 
mm-hmm. we're in the private setting, like there are no really requirements. Right. You know, like clients don't really care or know that I have a master's degree. That's not why they come here. You know, they come here for expertise, proficient at training a certain sport, and they care. Because, and they come here because we care about them. So I think yeah. that's those are the, the values that you want to set yourself up with for. Not so much like, oh, you're really smart. That doesn't matter. Yeah. So. I know for myself, and I think for a lot of PTs on that side, they come to a crossroads at some point in time, and I ask John and Troy this same question, but obviously from the PT angle, and even for myself, like I was envisioning myself in undergrad becoming a strength conditioning coach, mm-hmm. and same kind of idea, I wanna to go to a college and, mm-hmm. and go that route. Mm-hmm. Um, at a certain point through my own injuries and other experiences I had, I decided to go the PT route, right. which ultimately, has led me to a very close point regardless. Yeah. Um, but did you ever consider other career paths and like what might have those have been and what made you decide to stick with this one? Yeah, I mean, I, I obviously like a lot of my classmates were interested in physical therapy. I never really liked physical therapy. Right. No offense. I, I'm not it's never been a, a setting that I wanted to work in. Um, you know, I had injuries too. Maybe it was just like my PT experience wasn't great as a high school's athlete, you know? So maybe it was that, but I just never really was drawn to the, the injured person. Yeah. I always was drawn to the performance, the gym, the, you know, um, let's call a spade a spade, I'm a meathead. <laughs> so like, that's the population I'm around and that's the population that I like to be with. So yeah. that that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think that I'm probably the same at my core and then I, I think at some point for myself, I realized I just need, so for me, it was um, always a selfish kind of avenue Mm -hmm. where I was like, all right, I want to get better at putting on muscle and looking bigger and being Mm -hmm. stronger. Mm -hmm. So I'll just become the person who knows how to do that. And then I felt like I went that direction and then Mm -hmm. I got injured and I was like, I don't know how to fix this. I need to become the person who who knows Mm -hmm. how to fix this and Mm -hmm. then I can fix my own injury. So it was kind of selfish at first, but um, that's interesting because I think I think a lot of the a lot of the people in the exercise science academic route don't go in with a solid idea of what they want to do afterwards. No. A lot of times it's just like I don't want to study business, I like exercise. Yep. Yep. I don't necessarily know if I want to be a physical therapist or maybe yep. I don't even know that's an option, right. but I certainly don't know what my other options mm-hmm. are after I study. Right. Um, so I know you mentioned like teaching at a certain point. Um, which for most of the folks out there who don't know, like you're teaching a course with Widener, um, their DPT program there. Um, What is kind of your thought process on the teaching side of things? Do you see yourself going into the academia route or kind of private sector teaching con ed type stuff? Yeah, I think I think it definitely, you know, would obviously enjoy to have like just an adjunct professor role at some point. Mm Um, you know, I would say I'm only really qualified to really teach mostly strength conditioning or personal training. Those probably be the only two classes that I could teach right, right now at this current moment. So, um, you know, I think that's definitely something that I uh, just enjoy doing. I like teaching. And I think I teach every day. Like, that's what a coach does. I feel like you teach. Right. You know, you help others. And that's what teaching is. So I just want to continue to, to uh, do that and help other students because – you know, I feel like I have a decent amount of knowledge to just like pass on. So like, you know, whether it's having interns each semester or just a class of students, you know, I think like put helping them on the on the right career path is something that I enjoy doing and hopefully can, t- can continue to do. 
um, you know, and then whether they are PT students that want to work with healthy people or active people or whether they're undergrad students, um, you know, I feel like getting people on the right path down into the right area is something that I want to do to help people. Yeah. Have you ever considered going back to school yourself and doing like a PhD? Never. Yeah. So I never, (laughs) yeah, not really. I don't want to do the PhD process because I don't love research. Yeah. To the point where like, that's all I want to do. Um, you know, that's why, like, I obviously, like I said, like, I enjoy being in the gym and I enjoy helping others. And, you know, if I could just teach on the side, that would be great. But the PhD role was never a goal for me. Yeah. Like, even as a, as even as a grad student, like I had classmates that, want, that went on for PhDs and mm-hmm. are now professors, but that was never my route. It was always, it was always transition. Yeah. First and then teaching second. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so in terms of like what you actually do now, obviously, like we alluded to, MSI is a pretty big baseball mm-hmm. focused facility. Um, in terms of your own expertise, do you feel like you've gravitated towards coaching baseball players because of this, the circumstance, like with the environment? Yeah. Or do you feel like there's other athletes that you specialize in or that you focus on in terms of your expertise? Yeah, I would say like, and if you just look at my, my background, it's all geared towards baseball, you know? My grad school training experiences, baseball, softball. My grad school research, baseball. My internship, Cressy Performance, which if you don't know, is one of the top gyms in America and trains all baseball players. Hmm. So if those, all of those kind of lined up. And that was the plan going into grad school was like, one reason why I, I really liked the Strasburg program was like, they want you to be really good at something. Hmm. You know, undergrads wouldn't be good at everything. Grad school, you wouldn't be good at, real, good at something. And okay. then that thing I, we chose to do for me was baseball. Nice. So it um, kind of worked out for me, and you know I think my experience, in addition to just like being around baseball players every day, you know you become entrenched in that world and become really good at something. And I think I'm pretty decent in training baseball players. Um, you know, so I think it's cool when you're good at something because then people will come see you for that. Right. You know, or like not to say that I can't train a volleyball player, which is an overhead sport very similar to baseball, or that I can't train a basketball player. I can definitely train those sports, but you know, just like a a doctor has a special specialization in knee surgeries. Like they can probably do an ankle surgery, but they specialize in knee surgery. Right. And I think that's kind of how I look at myself. Is like, hey, I can train other sports, but I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be really good at training a baseball player. Okay. Did you play baseball when you were? I did in, in high school. I wasn't okay. very good. I threw like seventy poo. Nice. Could hit bombs occasionally. Nice. <laughs> um, did you play anything in college, or what did you like? No. Do? So college, I was just like a nerd. Okay. Meathead nerd. Just like lifted weights and studied. Occasionally went out, but like mostly studied and lifted weights. Yeah. Um, I asked this same thing to both Troy and John because it seems like it seems like at MSI slash precision there is this this feeling in the air that if you haven't survived the program mass, then you really don't belong here. Well, so. And and that ha- <laughs> and so me having not gone through that program, um, I certainly don't feel as though I belong. However, do you belong here? Have you completed mass? I actually have not completed mass. Wow, it's not something I would enjoy though. Two black sheep. It's fine. We're cool. We have other goals, right? That's true. You know, I uh, want everyone knows I want a big bench press. Yeah, I was so gonna. Like, I was gonna. You know, like it's all about yeah. that for me. That's my training goal. So I'm not gonna do mass and. That's not Train my legs. Goal. Yeah, why, why would I do, do that? that? I don't know. It's not gonna. It's not gonna help my goal. <laughs> you know, 
I'm not it, saying Mass is a bad program. I'm just saying, like, for me at this point, it's just the bench. It's just all about the bench and arms. All right. Um, have <laughs> you? So, the other well-known fact about MSI and Rob in general is that he bench presses every single day. Is that is that true? It's or pretty is that accurate. Right. At least four, minimally four days a week. So that's that's facts right there. If you want to get good at something, do it every day, right? That is, right? yeah, that would be the over-application <laughs> of the concept of specificity right there, folks. That's exactly it. Um, no, that's fair. Uh, I think my highest bench frequency was maybe three times a week, and yeah. I felt like my pec was going to tear it's, every day I walked into the gym. I'm not going near failure. Yeah. I'm not training for, like, hypertrophy goals. I'm not doing a lot of heavy eccentrics, you know, so I'm not causing a lot of muscle soreness where I can train each day. I'm not going super, super heavy pretty frequently. Um, I'll hit like a high rep, medium rep, maybe a heavier day. Um, and then all my assistance lifts are some other bench press variations or some other upper body, upper back stuff, and then some arms. So other than benching and having giant arms, what other types of fitness goals do you have or just kind of like generally physically active things do you enjoy to do? Yeah, I would say uh, over quarantine, I've had a real interest in my lawn. So I, I kind of slightly enjoy cutting grass. Interesting. It sounds weird, but that I really enjoy cutting the grass now. Whereas before it was like kind of pain in the butt. Okay. Like I'm never paying for someone to do my lawn. Interesting. Like I'm always going to be cutting the lawn. And when I cut the lawn, like I have a pretty decent sized lawn. Push takes, mower take, or? Push mower. Right, okay. Push mower. Does it have the it little does handle? Assist. It does oh. assist. It, See, which helps. Which helps know. a little bit. Yeah. But it seems like cheating. Still, it's it's, it's like, like a cheating. slingshot on the bench. It's correct. Right. That's a good analogy. <laughs> it's, um, but it, you know, it takes me an hour and a half. Get some long. Get, get a good sweat in. Yeah. But I enjoy it. Um, other than that, I just chase my kids around. Stay active that way too. And then I'll say walk around the gym all day. So like, I look at my like resting heart rate, which is pretty good. It's below 60. So I think my aerobic conditioning is pretty good because as a coach, you're on your feet all day walking around. That's true. So I get a lot of low intensity, kind of some low intensity aerobic conditioning in all day long. Yeah. These are so, great excuses not to do cardio. That's exactly <laughs> correct. And then I see what you're doing. And then I just tr crush up her body and occasionally do some bikes. All right. That's, that so sounds that's, like that's a, my training yeah. program right there. Okay. Um, that's, that is, Something I may have to consult you on writing a program like that for me, <laughs> except I don't have a yawn, uh, a lawn because I am in Philly where ah, that is not a not a concern. Um, how many kids do you have? I have two kids. So my son just turned three. My daughter turns two in uh, a couple weeks. So they uh, definitely keep me busy. They're always wanting to do stuff, go outside, play in the yard. And my my house backs up to a park, so we're always nice. in the park. Have you given yeah. them like a foam barbell to start bench pressing early on? All about all about sports. We're swinging off the tee now for nice. my son. So lots lots of swings off the tee, kicking soccer balls, LTAD stuff for sure. He's gonna come in here. <laughs> He's gonna come in here and start. They love coming into the gym. Actually, they do. They do love coming in, playing around, throwing all the baseballs and playing with all the stability balls and running around, touching everything. It's yeah. Great. Probably not a good time to be doing that. Haven't either. brought them in now <laughs> yeah. or recently, but before COVID, yeah, they yeah. were in all the time. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so I know you mentioned that you played baseball in high school and then obviously in college you were just kind of bench pressing and being a meathead. Right. Have What was life like for a young five to seven-year-old Rob 
running around the hills of Pennsylvania. So when I was you when I was younger, uh, so my whole family does carpentry except for me. Okay, I'm the only one that doesn't do it. Hmm. My whole my brother, dad, uncles, cousins, they all do carpentry except between for me. that and not having completed mass, you really don't fit in anyway. I do don't you? fit in now. Um, so I, so like growing up, it was just like always around the construction site outside digging holes and started sweeping floors for my dad when I was 10, 11 years old. You know, it was always just doing, doing stuff outside and working. I wasn't good at it. Didn't like it, but I did it anyway. Yeah. So that was, that was me growing up. And I think, I think at the looking back, it was good because it, I think it helped develop a, a uh, habits of you know, hard work and and you know dedication to your to your task and things like that, which obviously are are helping me today. Yeah, that's a GPP from the day you were born. That's it. Yeah. Um, and you lived in. You're from PA. Delco guy. Delco. Delco. Which is Pennsylvania for those yeah. of you who don't know, Delco. because you would. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows Delco. I, I don't know if that's <laughs> true. I feel like the the folks in and around Delco might know, but I just found out. Within the last few months, that Delco is not actually Delaware. It's not Delaware now, even though it's Delaware. Delaware County. County. Yeah. And so I grew up in I grew up in Wallingford, and now I live in Aston. It's all, okay. all Delco. So. All right. Um, cool. And then, in terms of your goals for the future, from a professional standpoint, like. Mm-hmm. Is there anything, I know you mentioned teaching, but is there anything that you think of looking down the road that you'd be interested in getting into? Maybe different sports, different roles, different um, anything? You know, for me, it's it's about helping as many people as possible. You know, it's about getting the text, hey, Rob, I just got to the big leagues today. Thanks for everything you do. You know, so like the, those, those things are uh, important to me. And to me, it's about help guiding people and having a good transitioning experience you know those are my those are always my goals with that with everything is you know make sure people enjoy coming to the gym you know just like i enjoy coming to the gym i want other other people to enjoy that as well so um you know along with that be a good family person family's huge for me so be a good co-worker i think i'm a pretty decent co-worker right yeah i don't know average we'll, we'll see average yeah. <laughs> so no, I think that's that's really. I mean, those are my those are my big things, my big pillars. Nice. Um, anything else? So I know folks may listen and may think like, "Hey, I want to go to MSI and get in touch with Rob for mm-hmm. whatever coaching." Is there anywhere in particular that people should get in touch with you, or things that you want to say that you offer, or ways that they can? Yeah, work no, with I mean, you? I think you know, obviously, like MSI is probably known as like a baseball training center. Um, so, like, if you play baseball, you should probably come here. Uh, if you don't play baseball, you should probably come work out here because, like I said, we can train other sports of other athletes. Um, you know, so if you're looking to have any fitness or weight loss or you know sport goals, get in shape, get stronger, or you want to make the varsity team. You know, you want to do whatever on the on the field or court. You know, we can we can help you along through that process through a, a, a structured eval and then a guided strength conditioning program. And of course, if you are not feeling great as you progress through your journey, just stop by downstairs and come to Precision. It's it's right on, here. It's honestly like it's the best. It is. It it's is the freaking best. Yeah, it is a really nice transition between rehab, strength conditioning, back and forth. Um, there's not too many places where you get that relationship, especially when you have, sometimes you get those places that 
you know they're sharing the building but they're not actually working together yeah working right. together exactly so yeah. uh i think that that's a an awesome component of uh what we have going on here and, yep. and specifically what you guys have going on yep. um, if someone wants to get in touch with you instagram facebook or yeah instagram i'm a pretty pretty decent following instagram try to stay as active as i can on it okay um rob Urbina three is my instagram twitter as well just at, at rob Urbina. Um, I hear it. I hear you. You have some hot takes on Twitter as well. Pretty, I'm pretty decent on Twitter. Right. Um, I do a, a pretty famous question of the day on on Instagram stories. Right. Um, so you know, be ready for my question of the day this week, Max. You might be on it. I haven't even seen it. It's pretty popular. I've only been following you for like maybe five days. That's why. Yeah. I'll, I'll get. <laughs> but I'll get it's there. good. I also post some exercise stuff too. But yeah, you know, try to have fun. Uh, make sure people are getting some recognition for their training goals. Perfect. So if anyone has any questions, they can always reach out to me at max at precisionperformancept.com mm -hmm. or reach out to Rob wherever he yep. uh, sent performance at maplezone.com. Perfect. So I uh, hope everyone out there is doing well. Rob, I appreciate you coming on and having a conversation course, so people course. get to know you a little bit better. Um, apart from that, again, I hope everyone is staying safe, staying healthy, and we'll talk to you guys in the next one. Did you know... We now offer personalized remote programming, one-on-one -on -one video telehealth sessions, and mentorships for both students and professionals. If you're interested in any one of these, please email John at J-O-N at precisionperformancept.com and he can help you get started today.